everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Is what it's like when I call my grandma. She's like, "Hello, like hi, who who is it? It's Emma. Who? You, you know me, your granddaughter. Who? I do this when I call my mum too. She was like, "Hello, hello, hello, Chloe. I'm like, I know you can hear me. I can hear you. This is ridiculous. My mum doesn't say hate, hi when she answers the phone anymore." I'm like, hi. And she's like, hello. And I'm like, why do you never say hi? She's like, what? Yeah, much. my best friend's dad does that too. Like he, when Back when we used to have house phones, she'd call her house phone, he'd pick up and he just wouldn't say anything. He'd be like, hello? He'd be like, hello? <laughs> hi, it's Miriam. <laughs> um, oh, okay, right. Um, we... We are on a deadline today. We need to be done by 10 to. So we're going to smash through these questions. Woohoo! If we can read okay. them. Yeah, we can. I'll, I'll, some of them I might have to shorten, but that's not bad for anyone. Um, also, uh, grads, today was going to be just for you. But Emma and I messed up and we can't we can't figure out whose who's questions are whose. Uh, so I've put this on the group. Put grads before your self-assessment question. And then we can basically do one live a week where we just pull all of those into one place and we address you guys and i would advise the newbies listening to that too because you'll get a lot out of it as well um okay i'm struggling to hit 1800 calories unless i feel like i'm eating anything and everything i'm consistently hitting around 1500 um so basically yeah she, she wants to know if she should just come down to 1500 <laughs> um, honestly like i I'd think say, you have to be we go over this numerous times a day in the group you have to be critical of yourself mm. and you have to realize that there will be some days where you're more hungry. There will be some days when you're less hungry. Now, if 1500 mm-hmm. calories is going to be too low and that that means that, yeah, you can stick to it for a few days, but by the time Thursday comes, you're starving and you end up overeating and binge eating. That's not a good place for you to be. If you genuinely mm. feel energized, full, you have flexibility in your diet and you know you're coping really well on 1500 calories and it's a real effort to eat anymore then you don't need to eat anymore yeah i would say let's let's do this nice and slowly um for behavioral reasons as well as everything else why don't you try and come down to like you say you're hitting around 1500 so why don't you come down to 1600 and stay there for a week and see how that goes and then reassess you know i had somebody as well asking a similar question on facebook and i was like we don't we need data to work from. We can't just randomly throw new decisions at you because it's not going to get us anywhere. We have to have, we have to have a look at where you started, where you're at, and what's happened in between. Until we get, you know, two, three weeks in, we're not going to have that. So yeah, try and get consistent now. But look, if you need to come down a little bit, fine. Yeah, and actually, um, just on that point, because I remember that post, and I think it was someone who was like, "Oh, I'm not getting my steps in because I'm injured," or you know, there was some 
maybe activity levels were slightly lower should i lower my calories and initially no for various reasons now if you're injured at the moment there's a couple of people injured in the group i am loving the attitude of okay well there's still loads of things i can do and is there anything i need to change to make sure i'm still progressing amazing but at the moment you don't need to do that and a lot of you have like i don't know an ankle sprain which in a couple of days of rest you're probably going to be fine you don't need to amend your calories leave them as they are think of it as like your body is recovering from something so it does need the extra calories don't over restrict yourself the other thing is I I actually think this question was about um someone who wasn't training because they were injured now really you don't burn that many calories training so if you're still getting your steps in and you're still sticking to your calories you will still be making fat loss progress we go over this quite a lot but your resistance training workouts although they inevitably will burn calories they're all about building muscle so you don't need to change your calories if you're injured and you you can't do as many workouts this week or you can only do upper body this week don't stress about that yeah yeah go back and listen to the podcast we did on um neat was that what we called it did we call it neat yeah i think so yeah and also we do when when i do those ones as well i make like notes and then basically what i do is i like copy and paste the notes onto an instagram post so i did an instagram post off the back of it um, so if you can't find it or you can't be bothered to listen to it, go and read the Instagram post. It's fairly, fairly succinct. Um, okay. I go to the gym as well as classes, but I'm currently doing home weighted workouts in the gym as I find the weight machines upstairs way too intimidating. I hope that's okay. Okay. So there is, you know, the home weighted workouts are obviously as effective at home as they are in the gym, probably more so effective in the gym because you'll have more range of, of weight to lift. But guys, please stop finding the gym intimidating. Nobody in there cares, like, how good you look or how good you lift. Nobody cares. Everybody's in there to do their own thing. Um, and machines are the easiest way to lift. I mean, literally, you don't have to do anything. You just put a pin in a weight and then you're off, like... It calls for very little show-offery. Um, so I, I, it, it is okay, but it's also not okay. I want you to get, get your confidence up, get your headphones in, head down, get in the gym and smash it like a boss. Emma. Agreed. I think you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. The other thing is, once you do it, you'll be like, what the hell was I scared of? Like, once you do it once or twice, you'll just think, why was I so worried about going up to that weights area? Like, it was absolutely fine. And like Chloe's saying, literally nobody cares and the people that do care well there aren't any but you know if they do they're just really sad like no one cares what you're doing <laughs> odd yeah odd, like odd who... people yeah nobody care this is the thing like it's, it's sometimes you'll get to a point where you're like i wish somebody cared because i just hit my pb and like i'm really excited about it nobody cares <laughs> you're like looking around the gym, like did anyone just see i did eight pull-ups in a row hmm? no what <laughs> No, no one, no one cares. And also, you know what? people I'm really fall over and like, and I'm getting really good at it. I feel like nobody's seeing it. Is obviously you're cleaning <laughs> the machines, right? And then you've got like this ball of blue roll, and then like right in the yes, I'm so good at it. And I'm always like, huh. and then like nobody's looking. <laughs> I do that too on the top of the stairmaster, and the bins over there. The PTs hate me, like they do because I don't always get it in. But I've got really good at it lately. It's just like, boo! Yeah, again, looking around, like, I want some kudos from a boy, but nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice nobody one. No, no. 
like you're a fucking cool girl you are thank you thank you baller (laughs) okay let's move on um oh what a great question if we are in a fat loss phase i presume she means fat loss um should we increase reps and sets rather than increasing weight to help the fat loss more no that is absolutely we're not having you guys lift weights to lose fat and there is no zone in which you're going to lift weights which is going to have like a hugely calorie like calorie burning effect in terms of sets and reps um what we want is we want you guys training increasing weight or volume which are sets and reps to get stronger in the gym so that you enjoy your workouts more so that you're building muscle um so that your physique at the end of this looks looks quote unquote toned um, to, and also added muscle mass is great for health, but it also increases basal metabolic rate. Um, we want you to lift in a hypertrophy manner. We want you to lift heavy weights um, in the sets and reps we set you. We do not want you thinking that it's a good idea to do, you know, three sets of 30 reps because it's not. And we don't want you to do that. Um, Emma? Yeah, not much to add, really. We could get mega sciencey, but you, you want to be lifting about within like I think it's over 60% of your one rep max to make sure that you're recruiting major motor units and that you're reaching close to failure um so yeah you don't want to be upping the reps massively and it just becomes more and more like endurance training and not really resistance training anymore exactly and we don't want you guys doing that unless you have like an endurance goal in which case tag us and maybe we'll we'll change the sets and reps we're giving you but 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 even then like there isn't if you've got an endurance goal train specifically for the endurance goal if you have a hypertrophy goal yeah that if you have both like train individually for both of them but i can't really think of anything where like 30 reps is appropriate (laughs) like it's not going to help it's not going to help you run a marathon but equally it's not going to make you strong it's the crappy gray area yeah yeah exactly this is also why you're you've hired emma and i is to tell you what to do because we know what is best for you to do so don't overthink it because we know we've been doing this for what we say this all the time like 20 years combined we've changed our bodies multiple times we've changed our clients bodies multiple times we're experienced we know what works if we give if you come to us and you say i want to get in shape and we give you a plan do it and it will work um i promise i promise you um that again like just taking that overthinking out of it is what you hire a coach for so yeah remember that if you guys start getting all up in your own head like i do because i'm insane um okay here's a good one oh, no. some of the uh weights uh some of some of the weights on the head plan i don't know what that means i think she means some of the exercises on the gym plan are using dumbbells but we don't have any at our gym what the hell is up with your gym um sorry can i do (laughs) sorry what um can i do them with a barbell yeah anything you can you can switch out the kettlebell dumbbell barbell go for it emma yeah absolutely fine i think as well like don't be afraid to get a little bit creative like it's look at your body as like the movement planes it's working in if you don't have a barbell or dumbbells like I don't know you can do a push-up instead of chest press or something like that like there's always um something that you can do that is going to work similar muscle groups yeah exactly 
Um, I had shoulder surgery in February and I'm really struggling with planks and push-ups. Any advice other than keep on trying? Um, if it's, I would say it's a good thing maybe to like, uh, if you're still struggling post-surgery to do an exercise, maybe your body's not ready to do that exercise yet. Maybe you need to give it like a little bit of breathing room in between trying it again. I would say like do continue to try because you'll probably be able to build up that strength um but also it might be that post shoulder surgery your body doesn't want to do those movements anymore and or it might be that it's not ready to do those yet don't forget we've got samantha heap who is the physio in the group so this is probably one for her Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree and i I mean we don't know which surgery it was and things like that but i've had my shoulder pinned in because it kept dislocating and i've had in fact i've had physios trying to like correct the movement patterns but the whole point of it being pinned in is that the movement patterns have slightly changed and like that's a good thing because it was hypermobile and now it's like mm. a little bit restrictive. So I can't, unfortunately, I mean, it's been really hard, but I can't actually do like walking on my hands, which has really, <laughs> like held me back in life recently. But there are certain <laughs> things that like, my point is there are certain things that your body might not want to do. I would say that plank, you'd probably be able to get back to doing. It's not, it's not got your shoulder in a particularly obviously there's weight through your shoulder but it's not like in a sort of danger area that's like stretching behind your head or anything um Mm. but yeah like chloe's saying it might just be too early to be doing that and you might want to do other things to work up to that yeah okay this is probably a grad question i do one pt session a week where i focus solely on olympic lifting mostly cleans plus a strength and conditioning class I also do two to three of the EC method gym sessions. Is it okay that I'm including my other sessions as part of my weekly training? Yes. Yes. Emma? Yes. Yes. Oh, here's another grad one. Second round for me. I usually listen by the podcast when walking my dog and getting my steps in. Round one, this worked out really well. However, I'm confused by the Facebook lives versus the podcast. Is there a time delay? Am I missing something? I dislike using Facebook afterwards as it often cuts out. The podcasts tick off once I've listened. It feels easier to see if I've missed one. This isn't a moan. I'm loving the program and all your advice is amazing. This isn't a program. It's an education. Okay, so there's no okay. difference at all between the Facebook lives and the podcast. So if you don't it want to watch the lives. The it's, it's, it's Sorry fine. to Just blow everyone's bubble, but it's actually just the recording from the facebook live that goes onto the podcast there is a slight time delay um you i mean sometimes it's about five minutes that depends how quickly i upload it but it's always <laughs> like within the day so unless i've forgotten then which i don't tend to do. <laughs> it shouldn't be too long i was gonna say remember when you went through that amazing phase in the first round of like numbering every podcast the same number yes right also yeah you 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 surpassed that but still guys i should not someone was like why is there six episodes labeled 12 i'm like no no (laughs) i was like you can change it you don't have to but maybe you should and i was like okay um but yeah, no, Emma still to this day, I would say every week messages me and it's like, what week are we on? 
<laughs> I get really confused with weeks. Even yeah, like we were I just um in fact we should mention this because there's been a lot of chat about it in the group. But we were just discussing last week when we were gonna start the Christmas accountability special. And I was like, but what week do we finish? <laughs> like I can't I can't understand which week we finish. So he's like, well it's eight weeks from the week that we started. I'm Emma like, can't compute weeks. What does what that's going to start on the 7th so it runs straight off the back of this one that is not a diet break week yeah and um although you can have a diet break week if you want it in fact well we can talk about this close to the time i'd really think that we should start calling it its official name what Christmas accountability, accountability Christmas. Accountability Christmas. <laughs> no, accountability Christmas. Yeah. I really like it. I think about it all the time. I'm really proud that we. I'm came so up excited with it. for it as well. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Let's continue on. Um, I'm struggling with burpees um, due to knee problems. Is there an alternative? Yep, really burpees. I'll throw in there. I can't speak for Emma, but I presume she's going to say the same thing. I'll throw in there just as like a last minute, like full body exhaust cardio, usually like hit, bam, 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 you're in, you're out. Any cardio move at all will do. And also, guys, when it comes to my workout specifically, if you don't want to do hit, you know, if I've given you like a burp, a 10 minute burpee circuit, um, if you don't want to do that, you could just go for a 10 minute walk. It's really just, I'm just trying to basically have a little, a little dig into a few more calories for you, but it's, it's nothing major. Do you remember when um, Ollie tried to swap burpees for bicep curls? It's like, yeah. is it okay if we just swap exercises? I was like, no. <laughs> no, you no, can't. Just do... Oh, yeah, I don't like burpees. Yeah, most people don't like burpees because they're really hard. But if you've got sore knees, like like Chloe's saying, you can do any kind of cardio exercise that's not going to hurt your knees. But what you could do if you want to make it as close as possible to a burpee is what I call a walkout burpee and then maybe not do the jump yeah. at the end. So just walk out do a push-up walk back in stand up that's one and if your knees can handle it then maybe do the jump but um i imagine that's probably the part that's hurting your knees yeah um i said yeah completely right i do say this and it's well like a lot of the workouts feel free to slow it down I, you know especially if they're the home body weight ones i want you moving to the time instructed um, but feel free, like exactly what Emma said, you just go through the motions of going into a burpee slowly, like step by step, and then you don't have to do the jump and stand up. And it, you will be, it will fuck you. So <laughs> it's fine if you guys want to slow the whole thing down. That's completely fine. Oh, Michelle says she's um, missing Ollie, but not the fact that he could eat four pizzas. Yeah, that was that was a bit like, <laughs> know your audience, please, Ollie. But he'll be back yeah, next Ollie. round, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ollie. Ollie caused so he was a cat amongst pigeons, but in the most entertaining way possible. Remember how he would just like he'd just go for a walk and then upload a weird video of him like doing a push up on a swing set or flipping a weird farmer's tire he'd found or yeah, just generally or he'd be being like, Ollie. Guys, I'm just gonna walk a marathon today, and we'd all be like, oh, just trying to get my ten thousand <laughs> steps in. <laughs> oh, Ollie. Okay um ba, ba, ba. oh yeah right off the back of that is it okay to modify exercises yes obviously we program the way we program for a reason but if you know your body historically can do an exercise really well or can't do an exercise so well implement your own knowledge and your own data that's fine um i'm just reading these 
it's actually not like there's a lot of people who don't have questions which is quite impressive um okay I finished the last another grad I finished the last round on 1600 calories I continued 1600 during the diet break week and I lost one pound I hit my steps my protein and my calorie goals the first week back and I've remained the same should I stick to 1600 or should I drop grad you should know better than this no, you lost a pound in the diet break week. We're now like somewhere in the middle of week two. You do not need to drop your calories yet at all. Stay patient, please. Yep, agreed. We've been over this with the, just think about the sort of rules behind when you should drop calories in terms of if you've plateaued or not. It could simply be that this is the week prior to your period. It could be that you're holding a little bit of water for any other reason could have eaten a little mm. bit more salt anything so anything could be masking fat loss on the scales you're still on 1600 calories i would imagine that's still having you in a deficit if you're ticking all of those boxes that has still been a successful week if you stagnate if your weight is stable for three to four weeks then we will amend your calories mm. and guys yeah don't forget as you as you do continue to get smaller and lose weight and your physique changes those losses on the scale are going to be few and far between um, and it does not mean that you're not losing body fat there's a lot of other things that can be happening in the body but when you get when you get quite small or, or you know you really start to achieve your fat loss goals you know losses as I say on the scale are going to be not that common um, but you might very well and I found this with so many clients very well physically see your physique changing every week or two um, even if your weight stays the same, it happens all the time. It happens to me all the time. I typically now can't get below 60 kg when I'm dieting. It doesn't really happen. But those last few weeks as I get closer to a shoot, I can see my body changing like significantly. So bear that in mind. Yeah. And even if you think about, okay, we normally say, oh, a pound a week, but and uh, probably a, a more appropriate way to look at it is like 1% of body weight a week. Or one percent of the, mm. you know, the amount you have to lose. Now, body weight doesn't completely work, but it's a bit more scalable. So, someone who has a lot more fat to lose can obviously lose more per week than someone who doesn't. So, when you're looking at getting to like sixty kilograms, for example, you're only looking at losing zero point six kilograms a week, which can so easily mm. be masked by so many things on the scale. So, don't get too hung up on that. Uh. Okay. Any suggestions for supplements for joint pain? My shoulders, hips and knees are getting so painful in the colder months and it makes things like squatting really hard. Also, let's do that one first. Um, things for joints uh, that will be really good is like uh, turmeric, uh, curcumin, um, uh, fish oils, um, maybe glucosamine. Emma, what do you think? I would definitely say fish oils. Some of the others may have a little benefit, but there's not that much research behind them. I would also, yeah. just just to be sure that it's not like arthritis or something, if it's in multiple joints, like go and get checked by your doctor if you've got lots of sore joints, because that can be treated as well by anti-inflammatories. Um, so yeah make, yeah, make sure it's not that. Make sure that you're getting a good warm up in because you mentioned it might be the cold that makes things worse. Just make sure that you're warmed up before you do any squats or anything. You can even do like kind of pre-exhaust things just to get the blood pumping. Like whether that just bit, it could just be a bit of cardio or it could be that you're doing a bit of leg extension before you move on to squatting so that you've got, you know, a lot of blood pumping around your quads before you start squatting. 
Yeah, I like to put my thing, my hands between my knees and kind of come into a low squat and then do like clockwise and anti-clockwise circles to warm up my joints. Um, Because my knees are really, are really um, tricky, which is why sometimes (laughs) my stances and my squats looks a bit odd. Um, And yeah, I mean, in terms of the anti-inflammatory thing, um, this is really tricky, tricky, tricky advice. But I would say if may after you eat food because you know anti-inflammatories will have a serious um effect on the lining of your stomach if you take enough of them so after you've eaten food maybe taking an anti-inflammatory like an hour or so before you train might help but again that would be really short term and a really kind of um targeted uh process because anti-inflammatories are actually pretty fucking bad for your for your body in the long run um, in the grand scheme of things, but they can be really helpful if you if you know <laughs> you know when they're appropriate and when they're not. Yeah, but I mean, you can also get, and obviously they're not quite as effective, or they don't have the same sort of potency. But things like sulforaphane, which are high dose antioxidants, mm. like could potentially have a benefit as well, and and that's going to not have a negative impact on your stomach lining and things. Yeah. Um, let's just yeah, quickly cover off. this one because we have an SOS message. Uh, it says, <gasps> I'm not losing anything. I want to cry. Literally no changes, just some inches going up. Please help me. I've dropped to 1500 this week and still nothing. Okay. Emma, do you want to start? Mm. <laughs> okay. I mean, without any more context than that, it's actually quite hard to say, but I, and I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by this, but make sure you're getting your workouts in, make sure you're getting your steps in, make sure you are actually being consistent with those calories. 1500 might be a better place for you. So if you can stick to that, but stick to it consistently. Also know that, you know, you said, oh, I've dropped to 1500 this week, but still nothing. That means you've been on 1500 for what? Four, four days. Four days. Like I wouldn't expect yeah. to see anything. And what you also might find is, some women and in fact I've worked with a lot of women who basically don't lose anything for three or four weeks and then they have this whoosh effect and it's not really like we can't really explain it but it it seems to happen and that could be yeah and and what we often see and I I did a post about this and it was like a nice image of someone like um digging a hole and like almost getting to diamonds and then being like oh well there's nothing here and turning back and I was like that's like you two weeks into your fat loss process thinking I've not lost any fat this doesn't work I'm turning back and you're so close to getting that diamond or to getting that drop on the scale and seeing those results sometimes it just takes a little bit more time but trust us this process works and I think that's what's so amazing about diet and exercise is it isn't a risk it's not I'll dig this hole and there might be a diamond at the bottom no, no, if you stick to these principles, they will work. They might need a little bit of adjusting yeah. to exactly what you need, but they work. There's no two ways about it. That It's not really a risk. With so many things in life, you're looking at, I'm putting my time, effort and money into this. And, I'm, and it's a bit of a risk as to whether I'm going to get a reward from that. But with diet and exercise, it's not. Like you will get the reward if you put your efforts in the right place. And that's really what Chloe and I are showing you is, where to put your efforts to get the biggest results from them so i would just yeah, say keep, um, keep going and thanks for reaching out keep keep going but also you know so i personally think it's too soon for you to drop your calories 
Um, I want to explain this for your peace of mind. Who who asked the question? Sarah. She says, I'm not giving up. Sarah. I have learned so much. I'm sticking to it all and going above steps. Good to know I'm on the right track. Thank you. Do you know what's so nice? It's like sometimes, like I read that first one. And I was a bit like, oh. But like that attitude of, no, no, I'm not giving up. I just, basically, sometimes people just need a tiny bit of reassurance. You are doing the right thing. Yeah. We're not surprised you've not yeah. lost weight it's a process it will take some time and actually we're really happy with your progress and I would agree with Chloe that maybe you have dropped calories too soon and maybe something like 1600 would be a good place to sit at for now because that's a vicious cycle to fall into where you're like oh I haven't dropped for a week I'm gonna drop my calories oh I didn't see a drop again I'm gonna drop my calories and before you know it you're on 1200 calories and you're like oh I am losing weight now but I can't stick to it (laughs) yeah okay so I mean Look, we talked we talk, we talk about this so many times, obviously, but I, I totally understand that, you know, people are much more like emotionally connected to to their own process, of course, that goes without saying. The first thing that we need to look at is your calorie intake via food. We want you guys to start on a higher intake because we really don't know how your body is going to respond over the course of the next two to three weeks, two to three weeks, your body Your body doesn't go, oh, this person, Sarah's trying to lose weight now. I'll just drop a pound, two pounds, two pounds. It doesn't work like that, okay? This is a process. There are biological occurrences in the body which have to start to take place. And it doesn't just happen the first day that you start dieting, the first week that you start dieting. It takes a minute to catch up. Then we look at your expenditure. So if you're only, the first thing I, I would say is if you're only doing three or four workouts a week, try and do four or five workouts a week, okay? So, because we want to try and keep your food intake high for so, 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 so many reasons. Um, we would rather keep your food intake high and your energy expenditure um, higher, right? If, does that make sense? Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but yeah. Keep your energy expenditure on the high end and keep your calories on the high end, then drop calories. So there's that. The next thing, yeah, you know, looking at steps, making sure that you're active and you're moving around throughout the day. And then the last thing you can do, be consistent and be patient. Give it a couple of weeks to see what your body does. Because I am one of the people, as Emma said, who does not see any result on the scale for four, five, six weeks at a time. And then the whoosh effect. And again, there are theories as to why that happens. And it's usually to do with fat cells and water retention. But then I'll see a really big drop of like two, 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 2.5 kgs um, when nothing was happening at all for four, five, six weeks at a time. And it is really frustrating and it is really demoralizing. But the reason why I stick to it is because I know that scientifically, if I am in a calorie deficit, I am going to lose. The only thing I don't know is when and how much. I don't know the details, but I know it's going to happen. So Look, if you if you came down to, to 1500 calories and you're more than happy on that amount, absolutely fine. Stay there. But I would say you did drop it too soon. I would ask all of you to please not do that without reaching out to Emma and I first. Um, otherwise, exactly what Emma said, you're going to find yourself in a yo-yo pattern, a zigzag pattern, both with how much you're enjoying it and with the data that you're inputting. Um, but yeah, look, give it give it a bash on 1500. Please don't touch it again for two or three weeks. Give it all you've got and then tag Emma and I. And we, I promise you, you will not leave this eight-week plan still still feeling like you are feeling now. I promise you. I bow that to you. I bow that. It is an I interesting... Like, you. it's hard to get people's headspace out of this immediate <laughs> response, even though when you break it down for someone, they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, 
you know, you eat a salad now, you're not going to see any difference tomorrow. You eat a Big Mac now, you're probably not going to see any difference tomorrow. And I think that's more the dangerous one where they're like, or and I've done this before, like had back in the day when cheat meals were a thing. I'd like have a cheat meal. I'd be like, huh, not even put on any weight. What? Obviously, I haven't stored any body fat. What? Oh, I've got away with it. Blah, blah, blah. No, that's not how it works. Like it's a long term thing. And even on like a grander scale, if you think about your actions today, actually don't like in isolation, your actions today are going to make no difference whatsoever. This is partly why we're always focused on imperfect action. If you completely mess up today, it's probably going to have no impact on your on your results at the end of the eight weeks. However, yeah, the mindset of if I mess up today, it doesn't matter that's what gets you in trouble so it's like you know when someone's like oh do you want a cookie and you're like no no it's fine they're like one won't hurt and you're like yeah actually one won't hurt that mentality will but hurt. the mentality yeah. of one won't hurt will bloom and hurt because it's no longer one it's adding up all the time and one will hurt if you keep doing it do you know what um yeah and that is something i am so guilty of do you know what that reminded me of when i came back from mykonos and <laughs> And then I had a photo shoot like like two weeks later and I like, messaged Emma and I was like, you know, I really messed up. And she was like, why, what are you doing? I was like, I thought that like it was okay that kind of came off my diet and got back and I was like, I still look like I'm in mega shape. Everything's fine. I was like, it's a week later and I look markedly different now. And Emma was like, yeah, I used to do that too. And it does work in reverse. You're not going to see it like every week reflected perfectly in your physique. Give it two, three, four weeks. Yeah, now you might see it. And again, way back to what I was saying before, as you get smaller and and littler, you might not see anything on the scales, but you'll really start to see stuff in your reflection. And the more you have to lose, the more that is completely flipped on its head and you can see big losses on the scales and you're like, why don't I look any different? So, you know, this is a very nuanced path, but it is a very certain equation. And if we implement the equation, you will get where you want to go. You just don't know what it's going to look, what your route is going to look like. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that it almost like you get the opposite. So when you're quite lean, like say before a photo shoot, you're quite lean and you end up, I don't know, going out for donuts and a pizza. You actually look better the next day. So there's like that reverse of like your muscles are more full. You're probably like you've eaten a bit of salt. So they're like retaining a little, I don't know if you're a bit dehydrated, whatever. You look better the next day. Yeah, you look a little bit leaner. Now, if you continued that behavior, and, and equally on the flip side, if you just ate salad that day, you would look quite flat. But if you continue yeah. that behavior, then you don't end up looking better eventually. Yeah, I learned that lesson in Sicily, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> so, moving on again, I was like, God, this pizza's making me look shredded. By day five, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Maybe gone too far. <laughs> oops um okay emma i saw on your stories that you journal how american of you can you please tell us how you do it i've been doing it but i've lost my mojo with it and i tend to focus on one negative thing every single time i can't seem to shake it isn't the whole point like the whole point of journaling is like looking at the positives and also well it's not just that because i think that can be quite fake um it's also reframing your negatives so taking something that is negative and and trying to find positives within it um 
I actually really struggle to journal and I don't journal in the way that probably most people would think that I do. Like I write a lot of lists. I write quite a lot of goals. Yeah. And I would say that my goals are more how I journal. Um, but I I was reading about a, a study on um, emotional eating today and it was just talking about, I mean, it's kind of obvious that those who like bottle up their feelings are much more likely to emotional eat because emotional eating is effectively numbing feelings or or it's creating a distraction for you now if you're someone who actually attachment yeah if someone if you're someone who can sit with your feelings it doesn't mean you have to act on them it just means you have to acknowledge them rather than just push them away and for you that might just be I mean it might be like meditation it might be just acknowledging feelings naming them and then moving on it might be journaling it might be talking to your mate on on the phone it might be going for a walk it doesn't really matter what it is but if you can actually confront your feelings and then you're much less likely to overeat with emotional eating which I think is a problem for so many people and there's that big Mm. disconnect and it almost seems a bit wishy-washy and I used to think this as well so I can completely understand why others do that if you came to me for fat loss and I was like right first thing we're going to do is you're going to journal every night and you're going to write down what you've been grateful for today (laughs) And you're like, how the hell is that going to help me lose body fat? But it does. Like, it genuinely does. Because you've, you're not just, if I if I just turned around and I was like, right, well, here's 1,500 calories. That'll put you in a deficit. Off you go. You're, that probably will work for as long as you can stick to it. But you're treating yeah. the symptom, not the cause. If you get to the root cause of yeah. the problem, which is the fact that you're not dealing with your emotions and you're just eating them instead. Or you're, you're finding a way to numb your emotions then that will create long-term sustainable fat loss and also I think you'll be a happier person for it I think you'll yeah appreciate being more in touch with your emotions and that doesn't mean like wallowing in them and it doesn't necessarily mean acting on them either like we talk about hunger a lot and acknowledging that you're hungry but also acknowledging that you don't have to act on that emotion you can say I'm angry Mm. you could ask yourself what what is making me feel angry? Why am I angry? It doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. it. Doesn't mean that you should do anything about it, but at least you've acknowledged that that's the way you feel. I love all of that. I think that's so important for everyone as well. Like substance abuse um, or uh, over emotional eating, all of these things are basically things that your body does when you go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. They're basically a way for you to detach yourself emotionally uh, from the situation and don't forget that anxiety is also falls into an emotion so it's a way of coping without having to cope essentially um now look it's human we all do it you know we'll all go through a bad time and get drunk with our friends or you know have a bad way in on the scales or have a bad day at work and fall into a pizza like it happens it's human but Emma's completely right it's about retraining your brain to see what you're feeling and why you're feeling with it and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you can do that, and it does take a shit ton of work, but if you can do that, your life will dramatically improve and your enjoyment of life will dramatically improve. Um, And there are some people who are more natural at it. James is very good at stuff like this. And there's some people who have to work harder at it like me. Um, But yeah, it's it's definitely something for all of you to start to try and and do. Yeah, and I think just to like to elaborate on that a little bit, like if you're annoyed at yourself for being imperfect, basically, look at the little slip up you've done and 
what are the positives you can take from it? Like, is it an opportunity to learn? Did you end up going over your calories because you made poor food choices later on in the day after a really long shift? Okay, how can you change that next time? Make sure that there are good food choices at home when you know you're going to be tired making that decision. Uh, are you yes. setting yourself unrealistic expectations? Like maybe you missed one workout this week, but actually is that still three more workouts than what you were doing at this time last year? Yes, that's still yeah. a massive win. Um, and then just like, yeah, can you find some some positives in it? Like you weren't perfect, but the the positive is that you're not going to let this slip up now derail you, which is what potentially you mm. used to do. And you're used to, you're you're accepting of yourself that you're not perfect. None of us are perfect, but actually, the win here is the fact that you're accepting that and you're going to move forward, and that's why you're going to get results this time because you're not going to be like, oh, I missed one workout, Meh. may as well sit on my ass all weekend, or I overate my calories today. I'll start again on Monday. No, you start again at the next meal. Yeah. The next meal can be a good meal. Yeah, this is a really good a good way to look at it as well. It's like where were you when you you look at where you were when you won in your best place mentally or physically or whatever it was and even if you still are struggling in any of those aspects now what are you improving look at everything that you're look at all the efforts you're making to try and get better in whatever context it is and be really proud and self-congratulatory of that because it is a hard thing for a human being to go through a shit time and to actually really try and claw their way out of it. And even if you're not quite out of it yet, even if you're still kind of halfway up to the sunlight, the fact that every single morning you wake up and you're like, no, today I'm going to hit the steps. No, today I'm going to go to the gym. No, today I'm going to eat healthy. Like whatever it is, that is a win. And you have to, you have to congratulate yourself because that is how you're going to get momentum to get to the top. Um, and and be be bloody proud if that's you. Um, I feel like we totally just did like a hard left. <laughs> I know, but it's mental. so important. I think <laughs> because for some people, the targets we've set them are going to be really quite tough. In it, like getting yeah. in your ten thousand steps, getting in your workouts, blah blah blah. If you feel like you're quote unquote failing because you've only done two workouts and you only got eight thousand steps in, but before this program, let's say two weeks ago you were doing 3000 steps and no workouts a week. Like that's a huge win. That's massive. Yeah. You've made a massive change. So although we set you these targets and we, and for some people they will be really tough. Like it's still, it just because you haven't exactly hit it yet, I guarantee by the end of the eight weeks, you will be able to that. Yeah. Don't. And I guess what I'm trying to say is really embrace your wins. Like if we embraced our wins in the same way that we embrace our failures, We'd be so much oh. more self-confident in our own ability to do things. And that really plays into yeah. this like negative self-talk of, oh, you know, I always try, but it never works. So I never, I'm never able to maintain my weight loss. I'm never able to do this. I can't do that. And yes, you can. And, or I always mm -hmm. self-sabotage. No, you don't. <laughs> like you're telling yourself that you're going to self-sabotage. You know, like, I can look back at times in my life where I was like, fucking brimming with self-confidence and I don't obviously always feel like that in fact it, it's rare but like I look back and I'm like that was me that achieved all those things that gave me that much confidence that had me like swaggering around London like I own the place like that was me and that is so quite comforting and motivating that you know you think back to a time in your life where you were like 
I just did this. I feel really good about myself. You know what? I, I'm like the biggest boss at this party right now for whatever reason. And remind yourself that you have the capability to feel like that. And you actually had like the backup to feel like that. And that's you. And so every single time you feel like you're just a shit person or you're really negative, or da, 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 remember all the good stuff you've done and felt about yourself and, um, and aim for it. Set the bar high, guys. I feel like we've gone into such like a pro-life Ooh. coaching. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm here for it. Well, okay, look, let's finish it. I'm so here for it. Um, I'm doing a lot of self-development at the moment, so I love having these chats. Um, okay, so let's finish with this one because it actually fits in really nicely. Uh, any tips for how I can stay motivated? I am off to a flying start and loving it. But even though I know I feel so much better when I eat healthy and I exercise... I know I'm going to struggle to stick to it. So one, change your mindset. Be like, I feel better. I'm going to stick to this. Two, this is when like practical things like goal setting come in really handy. So we always say do a long-term goal and then break it down every week or every two weeks or whatever it is. Break it down to bite-sized chunks. And that makes you feel like you're always moving on to the next foothold and that you'll eventually get to the top of the mountain. That would be my advice, Emma. Yeah, I mean, echoing that, but also just don't think ahead too much because it can be a bit overwhelming. Like, don't worry about things that haven't happened yet either. What is that the definition of? Isn't that anxiety, worrying about something that's not happened yet or that could happen? Yeah, it's like, yeah, they always say depression is when you're upset about things that have happened in the past and anxiety is when you're worried about things that happen in the future and it's completely inaccurate but it is a nice way to break it down into a bite-sized chunk for people to think about, but Mm. it's not accurate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's probably, yeah, but it gives a bit of a like context to it. Like I, and just generally like worrying about something that's not happened yet. Isn't a useful thing. Preparing for something that might happen is a realistic thing. So if you're like, yeah, I'm doing really well at the moment, but actually I know I'm going to be going back to work next week and I know there'll be different like stresses for me or there'll be different, um, restrictions on my time how am I going to manage that that's a good forward-thinking thing but try and break it down and try and just focus on winning the day like you don't need to win the next seven eight or six weeks now today you don't need to worry about that today you just need to hit your targets today and break it down into something that is achievable for you and isn't too overwhelming 100% agree with every word of that um okay guys so this weekend on sunday you will get your self-assessment you'll also get your next workouts and files and i think that's about it yes very exciting we've got a couple of people just asking someone asking when will we get the questions back on our self-assessment that is what we are working through if you haven't heard your specific question it's likely because it was very similar to another question and we tend mm-hmm. to elaborate on all the questions so that generally that question will have been answered, but it might not have been mm-hmm. your exact question. Um, and then someone else just saying, I love listening to you two, such knowledgeable and understanding and continuous encouragement for the mindset. It's so inspiring and is definitely making me way more focused than I've ever been before. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yay. Oh, that makes me feel so happy. We're very emotional today. I think I'm coming on. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite emotional today. That was quite a deep podcast. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't really prepared for it. But hey, there it is. <laughs> you did very good. You knocked it out of the park. Um, 
okay guys well i guess have a fab weekend and Sorry, i will, we will be thing. on facebook one final thing someone's just commented um am i right in thinking we get priority for accountability christmas are you happy that someone's used the name <laughs> yes guys anyone in the group this is true for every single ec method you all have priority so you'll get the link like the week before anyone else gets the link and you can sign up then i um i just had a really funny idea for a fancy dress for me and you around christmas time I'm, one of I'm us could be really an accountant <laughs> one of us could be an accountant and one of us could be a christmas tree and we could go together like holding hands and together we would be accountability christmas this is how my yes. brain works yes okay, okay. yeah okay. everyone right. very welcome to that okay bye Bye.